This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. doing the bhagavad gita now this is chapter 6 and we had done till verse 32 last time and so we are continuing with verse 33 onwards if you recollect krishna was talking about to see the self in everything and he was also talking about how the yogi has to be in oneness with krishna so the way he described it was to be ever lost in him you have to focus the mind on to him and surrender at his feet so basically it means inhalation of your individual ego and focusing on the divine lord that is it so now we are going to see what happens after that We are doing Shrimad Bhagavad Gita, Chapter Six, Verse Thirty-Three. Arjuna said, "Krishna, owing to the restlessness of mind, I do not perceive the stability of this yoga in the form of equanimity, of which you have just spoken. This is a very common idea everybody has." what do they say i cannot have equanimity of mind i really find it very difficult to focus the mind on you how do you expect me to not have this you know the yo yo going on in my mind when i look at an object i get attracted towards it when i see somebody saying something which is terrible i get very upset about it if i have done some kind of a service i expect returns from that person now if i look at everything in this world whether it is marriage whether it is war or even our daily living it is all about give and take and there are terrible amount of likes and dislikes in my world so arjuna is rightly putting the question in front of krishna and saying how do you expect me to have the equanimity of mind because i am very restless my mind is totally in a state of flux constantly constantly my mind is going here and there here and there here and there and my senses are literally crawling out of my body i love good food i love my wife and children arjuna is telling krishna these things i love my family am i not going to fight this war or i am going to do something about this war i have to fight the family i am very much concerned with all these things and when that is happening my mind is totally not controllable how do you expect me to have this stability of mind 
Now we are talking about Arjuna. Let us talk about you. The mind is so much in a whirl that for you to even concentrate for one minute on a subject is difficult. The body doesn't allow you to focus on a subject. This idea that I can actually be centered on something is very difficult. I am sure you have seen a very old movie called Star Wars, the first one. In that, Luke Skywalker is supposed to put his charge, the depth charge, at the core of the Death Star. I know these are examples from the movies, but I think you will understand what I am speaking. And he tries very hard with his plane to focus, get the, you know, the needle straight and everything. And yet, he is not able to do it. Then he remembers his master, Master Yoda. And he then is able to close his eyes, bring the, the entire screen off. He removes the screen off and then with the concentration of the mind, he is able to drop the charge. I don't know whether you actually noticed what the story was all about. Luke Skywalker is you. And when he says Master Yoda, it's a distortion of the word Yoga. Have you noticed it? So it is Yoga. Master the Yoga. And let the force be with you. See? <laughs> it is the Bhagavad Gita in action. There is the dark and the white side. The dark side and the white side, you know. You know that. We also have these two. Everybody has. There is one dark side and then there is one light side. And we keep on swinging here and there. And just the way in which Arjuna has to fight his own relatives, he comes to know, Luke Skywalker comes to know, that the person who is wearing the black mask is his father. How strange, isn't it? So, if you see, there are these kind of movies which also tell you the story of the dark side and the light side and so on and so forth. Krishna is telling Arjuna the whole story about how to go about controlling the mind, which is what we had done till just now. And now Arjuna in turn says, 
आई एम सॉरी सर आई एम सॉरी कृष्णा आई कॉन्ट कंट्रोल माई माइंड यू नो हाउ डिफिकल्ट इट इज आई माई माइंड इज कंप्लीटली गोइंग ह्योर एंड देयर एंड इट इज नॉट एबल टू वी वर टॉकिंग अबाउट यंग चिल्ड्रन इन द मॉर्निंग यू आर गोइंग टू स्कूल यू नो द स्कूल गोइंग चिल्ड्रन now because of the pandemic they are at home so what is happening to them well they have to sit in front of their computer screens and talk to their teachers or you know do their assignments they can't go out to play they can't do anything which a young boy or a girl does so what do they do they are constantly on their devices the phones the ipads you know different different devices they are on calls they are talking to their friends whoever they are and on top of it games lots and lots of games now you tell me when you are playing some game what happens to you the concentration is on killing that enemy but once the game is over your mind is still going back to where it came from it just keeps on going all over the place and this is the state of arjuna arjuna is not able to focus on anything now we have to sympathize with arjuna because imagine this man not only has gone to the jungle for 14 years i mean lived off all those stuff in the jungles for 14 years of his life but also has to contend with four brothers you know if you have to contend with one brother of yours it's such a painful thing you know i'm sure you know one sibling and you are in pain <laughs> and on top of it all one wife to be you know shared by five oh my god that again is a big problem and then there are children and then there is the mothers and everybody around and during the war all these people came together and then you have a blind man somewhere in the middle this person is so adamant about the whole thing and then you have great villains <laughs> we have to call the villains because what else can you do now imagine this is the situation you don't have a kingdom you don't have anything and you have just got married to a new girl by the way you remember the last one year of his life he meets this beautiful girl and he marries her wow he was teaching her dance so this is a funny part of his life so now tell me there is a new bride over there so many brothers nephews nieces this one that one grandchildren god knows and 14 years of pain in the jungles eating all that jungle stuff you know ah I- imagine all right no processed food Everything is against him. 
and then you are telling him to focus on something how does a person focus when there are so many distractions your life is exactly like this isn't it whether you are working for a company or not working for a company whether you have a family or you don't have a family your mind is a flutter all the time and this is your question too how do i get it how do i do this thing so verse 34 from the bhagavad gita chapter 6 says for krishna the mind is very unsteady and turbulent this is a mind which uh, arjuna is talking about tenacious and powerful therefore i consider it as difficult to control as the wind this is a truth of life the mind is so strong absolutely stronger than you your mind is so strong that it doesn't allow you to do anything you look at an object and you get disturbed by it now disturbed is a positive word as well as a negative word okay how is it a positive word a positive word could be that you see some object which you like and your eyes are drawn towards that object and there are some things which you dislike and when you dislike them you know you are still going to have that anger and the upset all these kind of things happening to you can you stop your mind from reacting not at all the moment you see something you hear something your mind is already gone a thousand miles it is so difficult to rein it in how do you rein it in the disturbing scenario is there in everyday life you go to the atm and you want some money and because you require it desperately and you put your card inside and imagine the machine swallows your card then what do you do see i'm sure you know you want to smash that machine and take the card out but that doesn't happen you know that very well and your anger starts you know you start boiling literally and then you want to give a peace of mind to any person who comes in your way i mean it could be the guard who is sitting over there but tumhare company itna bakwas hai ki poocho mat but it is your bank sir and yet you are telling that fellow incidentally the guard is not an employee of the of the bank okay he is a contract worker and yet you are looking at the guard and say your stupid machine is eaten away my card i mean just imagine this scenario i just give you an example of a bank forget the bank you go to the airport and your flight is at 8 am in the morning for which you got up at 3 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the morning 
got you know you took a bath at 2 am or 3 am in the morning dressed up and you came all the way one hour or one and a half hour drive and the uber fellow was not turning up i mean imagine all these scenes are going on the uber fellow is not turning up and finally he came and you had a big blast and you blasted his company up and then finally when you reach the destination they announce over there that your flight is delayed by at least 3 hours <laughs> you understand your temperatures are soaring down <laughs> And imagine your temperature actually should not soar because at the airport terminal they are going to test your temperatures. Okay, and if it is one or two degrees above, they will say out. <laughs> so let your temperatures not soar. So you, your, but your mind is completely ablaze. You want to give, you want to catch hold of that person, the employee of that company, that aircraft company, whichever, and you want to blast that airline. what do you want to do see now this is a scenario these are petty scenarios let us take slightly different scenario because there are people in this world who are you know sitting for examination somebody is in 10 standard somebody is in 12 standard and then suddenly you know they are supposed to have examination in the month of march and they are thinking march i will give the examination by june i will start my college and there the government says no examinations till the next year september do you know <laughs> the parents and the children and everybody are so upset about it it is terrible now let us take a, a brighter scenario this person was fast asleep and his neighbor comes in the middle of the night and starts ringing his doorbell ting 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 why sir you have won the nobel prize i have won the nobel prize you are coming and disturbing my sleep you stupid fellow <laughs> but you have won the nobel prize see you have won the nobel prize come on it's a time to celebrate how can you have equanimity of mind at that point in time <laughs> imagine after so many years you know you never thought winning nobel prize was a separate issue you are not even thinking of that and yet you got it so this is another side and you feel joyous can you control your joy it is very difficult for people to control their joy or sadness both it is extremely tough for a human being to not get carried away by this kind of a situations and this is what he says the mind is constantly going here and there he says the mind is unsteady and turbulent unsteady like nobody's business i i really don't know what i'm going to do can you control your emotions can you control that all right let us say control 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 like nana patikar okay 
<laughs> and when you are doing that control by nana patekar kind of thing nana patekar is a indian hero okay from one of the films in which he is a very angry person and he is a don <laughs> and he is supposed to control his anger constantly because he wants to take his gun and shoot everybody down <laughs> and he has a brother who is uncontrollable by the way i don't know he draws donkeys and all kinds of stuff and he thinks that it is art so yeah it's a good movie some hilarious comedy so you are trying to control and yet yeah you may say you know in your heart you may say yes i have controlled can you control your face it is already showing literally <laughs> you know the kind of expression that are coming on your face they are, they are unimaginable you can actually see your nose flaring up i mean i already have a big nose but imagine somebody with a small nose and the nose is flaring up their eyebrows are knitting like this like that eyes <laughs> growing big and it's a scene to watch this is what happens to human beings they all get upset <laughs> so this is why he says i don't think i can control my mind mind is literally like it's it's trying to control me okay i can't control the mind and so he says it is turbulent tenacious tenacious means as much as i am trying my level best you know i I'm, i'm sorry i have to do a little acting or the you are you are doing what is called as a deep breathing trying to control control but it doesn't happen you know the person in front of you already knows that you have lost it forget <laughs> about the person in front you yourself have come to know ki you know i can't control anything so therefore i consider it difficult to control as the wind naturally this is the way in which the whole world thinks and you may say you know that i will take some pill and after that i will be controlled what happens after the effect of the pill goes away then you are, then you are out of control nowadays they give all this kind of stuff isn't it when you have anger management when you have all kinds of issues you have to do that today's day and age this is like a very common thing you go meet your shrink okay he is going to charge you a bomb for controlling your anger <laughs> or whatever that is there but do you will ever go to a shrink and tell him i want to control my joy i mean just imagine you go to a shrink and you see i'm very happy person i don't want to i don't want to be happy i just want to control my happiness does anybody do that they will think you have lost it all you know the first thing that shrink will say you get admitted to the hospital and we'll try to make you normal <laughs> it doesn't work like that it's all about anger management it is not about happiness management anybody done a class on happiness management so that i can control my happiness nobody has done that and this is where the whole thing is equanimity mind of mind means to have both this equalized nothing to disturb you no happiness no expression also there okay otherwise you can have a white green <laughs> like that no no greens also 
So you just have to be Buddha, you know, like Buddha state. <laughs> so let us see now what Krishna tells Arjuna. So we are doing the Bhagavad Gita chapter 6 and the verse number 35. The lesson which is an extremely important lesson for all of us. Those who cannot control their mind. 100% of the population. <laughs> I guess we have to all agree to that. So, Sri Bhagwan said, The mind is restless no doubt and difficult to curb. Arjuna, but it can be brought under control by repeated practice and by exercise of dispassion, O son of Kunti. He has given two tablets now. Okay. <laughs> he has given you two tablets. Krishna, Dr. Krishna has given you two tablets. Now he says, use this to control your mind. So Sri Bhagwan said, the mind is restless, no doubt, and difficult to curb. But it can be brought under control by repeated practice and by the exercise of dispassion, O son of Kunti. Now, repeated practice. What is the meaning of the word repeated practice? Though in my other satsangs, I have already given an explanation for those who are joining in this satsang. I mean, you all are all new, by the way. Because not being able to control the mind means you are new. New year. So let us try to understand all the new guys over here. Listen to me. <laughs> so the first word is called repeated practice. Now when we say repeated practice, it means the same thing has to be done over and over and over again. And don't say mistakes, okay? Otherwise you'll say, I have to do the mistakes over and over, over. <laughs> no, you're supposed to control your mind by repeated practices. Let us take a couple of examples for you to understand. The top of the line example is the practice of getting up early in the morning. I think it's a very common disease everybody has, isn't it? How to get up in the morning, early in the morning? And that too at a Brahma Murtam. Brahma Murtam is 3.30 to 4.30. How does a person get up at that hour? Repeated practice. You see, the word repeated practice means simply this. You have to keep on doing the same action over and over and over again and again and again and again. Now in these two things are important. Number one thing is called time. Sticking to the time. Being absolutely disciplined about the time. And the second most important thing is not to give reasons for not doing something. So, 
if i take up the example of getting up in the morning it is my duty to wake up at that precise moment if you decide now it can be anything i'm just though i have given you the idea that you have to get up at the brahma murtam but let me do you know concessions in this actually you are not allowed concessions krishna has never said do concessions okay but considering that your mind is such a weakling so i will say let us say you want to wake up at 6 am every day in the morning don't go by the book and the lord took rest on the 7th day otherwise you have this great habit of telling you can quote me scriptures by the way you know the, i told you know the, the first one was timing and the second one was giving reasons this is called giving reasons jesus christ also said the seventh day the lord rested wow if lord can rest i can also rest oh you are comparing yourself to the divine lord what <laughs> no seventh day rest you decide i am waking up at 6 am it is your duty to wake up at 5:55 am every single day in clock work precision not a single day should go when you shouldn't do that you cannot say oh today i i was a little 10 minutes late that is called giving reasons if you have precisely decided that this is the time i have to wake up you have to wake up don't put 20 alarms and don't say you know 5 minutes late 5 minutes later five. that's what i said to you keeping the timing number one second thing don't give reasons the reason that i will wake up after 5 minutes just little 5 minutes rest 5 minutes rest 5 minutes rest i mean ask yourself this question what great job that you are doing that you want that additional 5 minutes in the examination also if the bell rings you have to hand over your paper isn't it when you go for any test do you think they will allow you extra 5 minutes or 10 minutes no so then why are you giving yourself that leeway so this is the thing that you got to know constant practice if you have to get up at 6 am in the morning get up every single day at 5:55 am in a clock work precision then you can say i am practicing and this practice has to be constant nobody else should come and tell you wake up sir wake up sir wake up sir what is this so did you get the first word when i was giving you this example practice happens by the great word discipline if you do not have discipline in your life nothing is going to happen so the first example leads us to a very important word called discipline the whole world is working on a disciplined in a disciplined manner 
the sun rises at a disciplined hour it sits at a disciplined hour the moon rises properly all the elements are working in a disciplined manner doesn't it the whole world is working like that except you you love to give reasons every single day of your life why do you have to give reasons it is because mind is weak isn't this exercise for you to overcome your mind if this exercise is given for you to overcome your mind why are you giving reasons how do you overcome your mind if you give reasons how do you control the mind if you cannot even you know keep to your timings even that one minute late is wrong you know people do not understand the importance of time the practice the constant practice you know in many of the films you have seen or in real life also the person is shot and the ambulance comes 1 minute late the person is dead isn't it do you not understand the importance of time if you are late going to the airport the flight will take off not the previous example otherwise you will say guruji you just now gave an example 3 hour late flight i am not talking about that i am talking about your discipline the idea that you have to do everything before that precise time if you see me i will be sitting over here even before the satsang has started do you know why i have to set an example to others and the others have to follow this example if you think that i am going to be late then you are going to take it for granted that guruji is late i am also late doesn't matter i can join aramse you know aramse means it's okay i can join later on with me if you can do this forget about me with you yourself what you can do you're cheating on your own self isn't it your mind is literally cheating you every day so getting up in time is important other example i said i'll give you multiple examples the practice constant practice is important why let us say you are a person who is earning some amount of money maybe by salary or interest or whatever the money comes and the money goes you have to give that expense for the whole month you don't even know writing down your books where you spend the money writing it on a paper with a pen is very important don't tell me that anyway i get statements from the bank that is not the answer that is not the answer 
the bank servers may crash and when you desperately need it, you will not get your statement also. And why do you have to pay a big amount of money just to get your own statement? Your money is lying in the bank and you have to pay them money to get your statements. I mean, imagine that. How stupid is that? So writing down your daily books of counts wherein you say, I gave so much money to the gardener, I gave so much money to the flower girl, I gave so much money to this one, I brought groceries of this much amount of money. How many expenses do you do in a day? Two or three? If you are just doing two or three expenses, then it is important that you write it down. Imagine, five years later, when the income tax department asks you, can you show us where all you spend the money? You should be able to exactly show them where it is. I have seen people whom I have trained in their life to write their accounts down on a daily basis. You know what they do? Remember the two things that I told you? One is to be in time. Second one, giving reasons. They will give me enough reasons. Oh, I didn't have the time. Oh, the whole month is gone. Uh, do you remember on the 15th of September what expenses I have done? What are you talking about? Nobody has this idea. Now you may ask your friend or your buddy or whoever it is to spend for you. Let us say you are buying some item in say uh, whatever the place that might be. It could be even Amazon. Okay. You tell the person buy this in Amazon for me. And the goods are delivered to your house. Now it is not appearing in your books of accounts. Remember. Because that other person has bought for you. At the end of the month when you are not even used to writing your books, you have completely forgotten that you owe money to somebody else. Isn't that true? And then the person gives a fantastic reason. Oh, it's, it's only a small amount. You know, I will give it to you right away. Right away? You have not overcome your mind. To overcome your mind, you have to be extremely disciplined. Even that amount which you owe to somebody else has to be written down. Precise amount, not a rounded amount. People have this habit, you know, we'll just round it off. You buy an item for 8,600 and 8,000 8, change. People have this habit of talking, you know. In India, we have a very strange way of talking. Oh, how much did this item cost? 8,000 change. Change? 600 rupees is just a change for you? People live on 600 rupees. Salary. Okay? That works out to 20 rupees a day. The food will come. And you think 600 rupees is a petty amount? You have to write the precise amount over there. So to write the books, to balance them at the month end is so very important and stop giving reasons for not doing it. This is called constant practice. This is a very important term. 
Now I am giving this term to you from the material worldly perspective. Remember this lesson is for Arjuna. And you are that Arjuna who needs this understanding. Why is it so important to write the expenses? Let us say you are paying your maid servant a salary. On the first of the month. Your gardener on the first of the month. Just think about it. Your newspaper vendor on the first of the month. Okay. Your flower girl. The first of the month. Your staff. You are paying them on the first of the month. And first turns out to be a holiday. Second is a Saturday. Third is a Sunday. And then you say, I will pay them on Monday. You have delayed by four days nearly. Now what happens? According to you, nothing has happened. I just paid them that month's salary. Didn't I pay them? Well, you don't know your maid did not get paid on that particular Friday. Your gardener never got paid. Neither did your staff, nor did the flower girl, nor did that newspaper vendor. Do you understand what exactly has transpired over here? You have accumulated karma, not of one person, but of more than a million people and you really don't have any clue how it happens. Let us take the flower girl's case. You have not paid the flower girl in time. The flower girl in turn buys the flowers from the wholesale vendor. She goes to the market every day by auto rickshaw, you know, a three-wheeler. And she goes to the market, buys those flowers and comes and makes all those small stuff, you know, whatever the flower things that are there, garlands and all that. Now she has not got the money on Friday. Now she is going to get on Monday evening. She is going to give that person only on Tuesday. Now this auto fellow who keeps on delivering every day, she tells him, I will give it to you on Monday. Even that wholesale dealer, she says Monday or Tuesday. This auto rickshaw fellow, is having two, three children. Is he supposed to tell the school, I will pay on the fifth? Is he supposed to say like that? He also has some expenses. He has to pay to the person from whom he buys grains. Now let us go to the wholesaler. The wholesaler has stopped the payments of the villagers from where he buys the flowers. If he has stopped the, the villager's payment, the villager in turn has not got food. Because he was hoping that this man will pay me on the first. The food doesn't come on his table. The poor villager, the farmer is having that kind of a requirement. Now you who has delayed the payment by four days is responsible for it. Everybody's karma is on your head. Just not that one person. Just not that flower girl. The auto rickshaw fellow. 
the wholesaler, the farmer. Similarly, you take the newspaper vendor. Similarly, you take the person whom you give salary to, your own maid servant or whoever it might be. You have their karma of so many people. And because of the cascading effect of the karma of all these people, you owe it to all of them. If your company doesn't pay you salary one day late, suppose it pays you one day late or two days late, are you not going to get in trouble? Because you have your EMIs. You have to pay your daughter's education or your son's education. You have to pay for the tuitions. You have to pay the rents. You have to pay for whatever other things in this life. Because you got late. If the company didn't pay you in time and you got your money late, now you in turn have not paid this person. Now let us go back to where we started. The factor called time. Do you understand? If you do not do your things in time, you are incurring massive amount of karma. And you got to be very, very careful. Can you even delay by one second? If the arrow is coming towards you, can you delay it by one second? You cannot. Nobody can. And that is the reason why disciplined approach is the most important thing in this world. Not one kind of a, not even a single reason should be given for not doing certain things. Just not getting up in time. Now this other thing that I told you, payment, writing your books. Do you understand how much is the cascading effect? So I have given you at least three examples over here to grasp the meaning of the word. Constant practice. Now we will take some more examples. You are training for your competitive examinations. You know competitive examinations are there. Young students are there who are actually trying to write a lot of competitive examinations. How much of effort is required to crack that? A lot of effort goes in to write those examinations. You have to finish in time. You have to read the entire thing properly. By mistake. If you do not read the question properly, then what happens? You have been solving and solving and solving and solving all the papers at home and in your class, in your training institute. And at that one precise minute, because of the disturbance in the mind, you do not read the question carefully. What happens? The question says, you can answer two out of three. And you miss that out. It's just a simple line over there. There is a problem which you cannot actually fathom. So for a competitive examination, it requires skill sets, tremendous amount of skill sets and tremendous amount of concentration. You should be precise in your timings. 
if you are not then you can never crack the code so practicing for that is important same goes for athletes those who are practicing athletics or lawn tennis or table tennis or cricket football whatever it might be are you not supposed to practice every single day without any break you have to keep on practicing 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 there are no sundays there are no saturdays there are no public holidays for you you have to keep on practicing i told you right in the beginning do not give that example that the, i have to take rest why does your body require rest by the way are you such a heavy worker like you know i work so hard what hard work you do count yourself count the number of hours you are putting in you know it's a very strange phenomena 37.5% of our life do you understand if you live for 100 years 37 and a half years of your life you are sleeping how many years if you live for 100 years 37 and a half years you are actually sleeping you will ask me how well in 24 hours don't you sleep for 9 hours nearly Oh I sleep for only 6 hours afternoon rest of the day saturday sundays all the holidays count that entire thing you will actually come at this figure so now think about it how many how many years do you actually live awake so this is a joke isn't it in 100 years you are just literally you know keeping your eyes open like this for Say sixty-two years. Let us say, I'm just rounding off the figure. And in that sixty-two years, every day, if you sit with your brush for fifteen minutes, you know, you keep your brush in hand with the paste on it, like this. Or imagine, in a day, you go to the toilet, and you spend half an hour. half an hour in the whole day you spent 30 minutes you know how much time you are spending actually think i want you to think very carefully 30 minutes of 24 hours that is accountable for more than 2% of your life that means 2 years of your life nearly 2 years of your life you are sitting on your potty you have so much time in this world so that you can sit on the potty for 2 years you should be ashamed of yourself coming to a particular place in time people say we work really very hard and you ask them the question oh you really work very hard 
How many hours of work, actual work do you do? Physical work do you do? I do eight hours. Oh, really? Eight hours. Which means in a week you are working for five days in a week, Saturday, Sunday, holiday. So, 40 hours in a week. 40 hours in a week, correct? Right? So, you have 52 weeks in a year. If you look at it, in one week, you are actually working. In seven days, you are working for just one and a half day. Eight hours, one and a half day. In the whole year, how much do you actually work? Isn't it very surprising? Wow! 78? Huh? Is that all? So this, this is the strangest part of your life. You don't even care how much you work. You don't, you want to sleep. You want to waste your time on the toilet. You think that life is okay, cool. I can go out for a walk. And this is where a man actually loses everything because he doesn't value himself at all. If you value yourself, you are not going to spend half an hour on the toilet seat. You are not going to be sleeping for nine hours in a day. You will try to avoid as much sleep as possible. You will say, okay, can I cut down one hour in a day? If you cut down one hour in a day, you save more than one day in your life, in the month, isn't it? I want you to think like that. So, in two years, you have saved how much? If you are saving one hour in a day, 365 hours in a year. Right? 365 hours divided by 24. How much does that give you? Just by cutting down on one hour of your sleep, you have saved a whole lot of days in your life. And this is where man doesn't realize the amount of effort that he needs to put in. It is called constant practice. If you do not have this idea about practicing on a day-to-day -day basis, you will never win. Practice is so very important. Timing is important. Along with the timing, stop giving reasons. Don't give reasons. Oh, I was so tired, you know. I had to go to sleep. What reason are you giving me? You're tired, so you... Of course, when a person is tired, you go to sleep. I am not discounting that you should not sleep. Okay, I'm not saying these words. Sleep is important to you. Yes, important to everybody. But that doesn't mean lazing around. That doesn't mean nine hours of sleep. That is not right. How many hours do you study? <laughs> study? Are you telling me study? I don't study. Study I did till I was in my college level, you know. In college level, what did you study, sir? Nothing. I just did all those papers, 10-year paper and I passed. That is exactly what you did. No studies. So constant practice means 
even till the last day of your death, you got to study. You know, I can keep on going like this for the next one year also because that is exactly how it is. No practice. But time is an essence. I have to move. So I will tell you, if you don't do constant practice on yourself, constantly, you cannot control your mind. And don't blame the mind for it. Because mind needs control. Stop giving reasons. Keep to your timings. Become highly disciplined. That is the number one criteria Krishna has said. And the second one which he says is simply exercise of dispassion. Why is dispassion so very important? If you are going to be passionate about everything, you know, people are passionate about some things. I want to see the races. They are passionate about racing. They are passionate about eating. They are passionate about, you know, going to sleep. Yes, I have to sleep, you know. I love sleeping. I can sleep anywhere on earth. I can just sit like this. I can be doing like this. So in my satsang also, I have idiots who sleep. What do I do? That's a very funny thing. And they are in spiritual, by the way. Can't keep your eyes open for one hour. That's a problem. Passion. It is because of that passion for sleep. You have to overcome that passion. I haven't finished the verse. I will continue next week. If you are really in, in for this kind of a trashing, then please join me next week also. Okay? <laughs> the passion is a very important subject. I am not going to stop it at that. We will continue this verse because first thing I have told you, very important, constant practice, everyday practice, 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 practice. Not a single day should go by when you should not practice. You should practice every day. There are no two ways about it. You want to overcome the mind, you have to do practice. For spiritual people, the practice is yoga. So, we have come to the end of this hour. I'm going to stop over here. But if you are really very keen on overcoming your mind, you have to listen. And you have to stop giving those reasons. Don't give me reasons. Reasons should be avoided at all points in time. And disciplined approach towards everything is a must. This way, you will be able to overcome your mind. We will continue this verse in the coming week again. Because this, the next couple of verses are how to overcome the mind. Alright? So I will take your leave. You have a great day.